This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, everyone. This is your 1001 Stories Network host, John Hagedorn. And I want to thank each and every one of you listeners for the support you've given 1001 Stories from the Old West. Kevin Sykes will return in the fall with a bunch of great Old West history. But during the meantime, we'll be running episodes of the old radio show, Tales of the Texas Rangers, which features actual stories from the files of the Texas Rangers from about 1936 through the late 40s. This show did very well from 1950 to 52 on NBC Radio and was successful in transitioning to TV on CBS from 1955 to 1958. I especially enjoy the episodes where they go after him on horseback. That still happens today in rough country where they need to go after fugitives on horseback, keeping America's past alive. It's time for another episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers with Joel McRae. Hope you enjoy it. Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers, first to advance, last to retreat. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on facts. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. To a Texas Ranger may go as many as four assignments a week. A case may lead him into the remotest corner of the plains or the crowded streets of the biggest cities. But wherever he goes, he commands respect. To Texans, his badge is the symbol of security. This is Ranger Jace Pearson. The case we call by just a number began on the morning of July 15th last year. The Stevens Ranch, located just about in the middle of Carson County, was where it started. Started when the Stevens kid, aged nine, came running up a long drive to his house. Billy. Mom, I, I saw it. I saw it. What did you see, Billy? Answer me, son. What's the matter? Carl. Carl. Carl was... And his mom and dad. Son, tell me what's wrong. Emmy. Emmy, I saw Billy come running up. Sam, I don't know. Look at him. Billy, it's dad. It's me, son. Come on now. What's the trouble? Carl. Carl, I... He's talking about Carl Evans. Is that right, Billy? What about Carl? Something's wrong at the Evans place. Take care of Billy. I'm going to ride over there. Sam's 
Steve and saddle a horse and rode to the Evans Ranch over three miles away. What he saw there made him call the sheriff who arrived a half hour later. Clear. In here, Sheriff. All right, Sam. This, this is what Billy saw. Yeah. Kid, all right. Hysterical when I left. Mm-hmm. Well, look here. Flatiron, Sam. Yeah. Don't touch it. Blowing Tom Evans was killed with it. And him, the kid, Carl. Yeah, little Carl. What kind of dirty? Who'd do a thing like this? It's gonna be hard finding out who did it. Hard. Yep. No telling when it happened. Oh. Yeah, I see. Reckon even the autopsy won't tell much. Not in this case. Sheriff Larkins was right. The triple murder had been committed too long before. No way of telling how long. The sheriff got in touch with the rangers and I was assigned to the case. Together, Sheriff Larkins and I went over to Evans' place. There's a room, Ranger Pearson. Okay, Sheriff, let's have a look. Place is just like me and Sam Stevens found it. Uh, except in the bodies. Sure. Ah. Kind of a mess, isn't it? Was a lot worse. Any fingerprints, Sheriff? Nobody's touched anything, not even the phone. Been leaving the prints for you. Okay, I'll see what we can pick up. Meantime, we'll... Well... What are you looking at? Had any rain here lately? Rain? Nary a drop. Why? Look. Mm. Looks like a little clump of mud got kicked under the bed. Mean anything? Maybe. Funny shape. Kind of like it came from the instep of a man's boot. So? Let's go outside. Oh, sure. Only one way a piece of dirt could clump in a man's boot. If he walked in wet earth. Nice bone around here. So, chances are nobody around here had this piece of mud in his boot. It ain't likely. Now, wait a second. Different kind of earth here. Uh, Say, you got something to go on? Sure. Only one thing wrong. What's that? When was the man here? When did he kill Flo and Tom Evans? And Carol? Yeah, and why? Maybe, maybe if we learn when, the why will answer itself. How's that figure? (laughs) <laughs> Don't know. Not yet. Well, let's get back to town. I want to match this clump of mud against the boots of everybody who went in that room. It ain't going to be hard. Only five people from around here. Not counting Evans's. Okay. Let's get back. Pretty well-kept ranch. Yep. Tom Evans liked it that way. Mm-hmm. wonder why I let that fence go. The fence? Which? Right here. Hey. What is it? The hogs. Hogs? Sure, Tom's hogs. This air sty. Ain't one here. Think the killer stole them? Come on. Here's why they're not here, Sheriff. This break in the fence. Figure the killer might have busted through? No. The hogs did, more than likely. Rails are broken through from the inside, see? Pushed out. Hogs did it. It'd be unlikely a man would steal hogs. Too easy for somebody to spot him, so why? Why what? The hogs broke out for some reason. Scared? Well, if the killer cut across the sty, there's no chance of finding his tracks not in here. Look, I, I wonder if I could talk to Billy Stevens. I reckon so, but... Got an idea. Let's go. Well, 
Hello, Billy. Huh? Nice pony, Billy. Yours? Oh. Yeah, he's mine. He don't know you, mister. Oh, I'll fix that. Hello, boy. You got a name, Billy? Uh-huh. Jinx. <laughs> Fixing for trouble, huh? Mm, got a good mouth, fine legs. Good boy, Jinx. He don't let everybody pet him. Oh, I can't blame him for that. Oh, by the way, my name's Pearson, Billy. Jace Pearson. Howdy. Howdy. You come to see my dad? Well, matter of fact, Billy, I dropped by to see you. Me? Yep. Ever seen one of these, Billy? Texas Ranger badge. That's right. You, you a ranger? Sure am. Gee. Billy. Yeah, Ranger Pearson? Kinda need your help. Mine? Real bad, like. I, but, sure. The other day, you went to see your friend. Carl. Carl Evans. Uh, I want you to remember something, Billy. It'll be a big help to me if you can. I ain't gonna think... Oh, not, gonna... not about that, Billy. About the hogs. Uh, hogs? Mm-hmm. Did you see the hogs? Mr. Evans' hogs? That's it? Sure. I saw them. In the sty, huh? No, no, they were loose. Running around loose. Sure? Sure. Running around making noise. And then I went up to the, the door. I knocked. Nobody answered. Went to the window. I looked in. I looked in and I... Fine, fine. I... Guess we'll write down about the hogs in my notebook. And I'll put it in my report. With my name? With your name. You'll probably get a letter of thanks from the colonel. I will? Sure thing. Well, Billy, be seeing you. Hey, can I tell the kids I helped the ranger? You want to? Gee, you betcha. Okay, you tell him I couldn't have done without you. After Billy told me what I wanted to know, Sheriff Larkins and I went back to the Evans Ranch. In the barn, we found three sacks of feed, two full and one with just enough taken out for one feeding of the hogs. Then I checked with the feed store in town. Sure, Tom Evans bought all his feed here. You got a record of the last time he's in, ma'am? Sure have. Right here in the camp book. Can I see it, ma'am? Certainly can. Anything for a ranger. Here it is. Right here. Uh, the 9th of July. That's right. Just six days for, for Billy Stevens. Uh-huh. Six days before. Pearson, any time you're ready, got all the people together who was in that room... Got on the same boots of war that day. Oh, thanks, Sheriff. Now, ma'am, you're sure it was the ninth? It was the ninth. Could have told you that, Pearson. A couple other folks saw Tom Evans here in town. Yeah, I know. So him and his family could have been killed any time between the ninth and the fifteenth. Yep. Uh, ma'am. Yes? Tom Evans say anything, uh, uh, in a hurry, anything like that? Why, yes. I remember him telling me he had to get back with feed. He was all out. Sure of that? Just sure as I'm standing here. Good. Thank you, ma'am. Let's go, Sheriff. Sure hope you get him. Thank you, ma'am. Anything fitting together? The murders were committed late on the 9th or early the morning of the 10th. Oh, I figure. 
Tom Evans bought feed on the 9th, three bags of it. And he said he was all out of feed at the ranch. He had to get home to feed the hogs. We found those bags of feed, Sheriff. Two of them unopened. Yeah, and the third... With just enough feed taken out for one feed. Sure. Tom fed the hogs on the 9th. But on the 10th, he didn't. Because he was dead. Murdered. Got something to go on at last. Yeah. Well, it is something. I guess so. But I'm counting more on this, Sheriff. A little piece of mud. Earth that came from someplace else carried in by the murderer on his boot. How do you know it comes from someplace else? You ever see earth this color around here? No. I've seen this kind in Wheeler County. Wheeler? That's a long piece. So much the better. Better? Come on, Sheriff. I got a lot of questions to ask in a real short space of time to get them asked. or got himself lost in the lonely stretches of New Mexico or in the big cities of Oklahoma. He had a whole week's start. Meantime, I reported back to my company captain, Clay Travis. He wasn't enthusiastic. There's not much to go on, Jace. Well, little enough, but working on a shoestring is better than nothing. How's a shoestring look? Never gets any longer. Anyway, Cap, Evans was in town on the 9th, and he went to the bank, drew out $100. Couldn't find that money on his ranch. Robbery? Yeah. The way I figured, the killer was surprised, grabbed this. Yeah, flat iron. Uh-huh. And that iron's been gone over by the lad, and the only thing on it was blood. The Evans's couldn't pick up a clean print any place in the murder room, either. Ever figure it mightn't have been a stranger? Sure. But I'm laying my money on that piece of mud. Oh, say, a report on it came from the Austin lab. You want to look at it? Sure do. Okay. There it is. And you were right about Wheeler County. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're narrowing down a little. This particular sample found in southwest Wheeler County. Uh, still covers a good piece of territory. Yeah. But there are just so many ranches in that section. Ranches? Oh, oh you figure your man might have worked on one of them. Could be. The way I look at it, he wandered down into Carson County, into town, might have seen Evans with the money, tail into the ranch. Without being seen by anyone? That's my point, Cap. This time of year, there's a lot of folks passing through, looking for work. Ever pay much attention to one of them? Yeah, lots of times. Well, you're paid to do it. Other folks aren't. Not unless he acts up to attract attention. So you've got no description. Might get one in Wheeler County. I'm going to check every ranch there and send in samples of earth from every one of them. Be seeing you. How are you going? I'll take the radio car. Keep in touch that way. And I'd like to take this flat iron with me, if it's okay with you. Yeah, it's okay with me. Oh, uh, better take a horse trailer, too. Something tells me when I find our man, it'll be someplace only a horse can get to. Somewhere I once read that a man had found a needle in a haystack. Did it on a bed. Well, there was only one haystack. Southwest Wheeler County was one ranch after another, and every dead end I ran into gave the killer another break, a longer lead, a better chance to get away. And the man who found the needle knew what a needle looked like. We had no description. A needle stayed in one place. Our man could move around. 
I ask a lot of questions, all the same every place I hit. Then on a ranch near Ramso, I got the first real lead. Come on, have some coffee. We can talk. Don't go to any trouble. Trouble for a ranger? <laughs> you boys got any idea what you look like when you turn up? <laughs> Good or bad? Son, does folks living out here all alone, that bad your wins like a handshake. <laughs> How'd you like something to eat? Well, it can't stay long, Mr. Williams. Oh, looking for somebody, huh? A murderer. Oh. Uh, can I help any? I don't know. It all depends. Depends on whether you hired any hands the last, oh, month or so. Sure, got some here now. You won't see them? No, no. Besides, I don't think my man would be here. Huh? But you look in, you come here. I want to know if any hands left here around the ninth of the month. This month. Ninth, ninth. Nope, didn't close out nobody on the ninth. The seventh do? Just about right. Closed out all that day. Orwell? You know him? Never laid eyes on him before I took him on a couple of months ago. Why'd he leave? Ornery cuss. Never got along with anybody. Always asking for his pay in advance. Had it spent before it hit his pockets. Now, I want you to think carefully. Give me the best description of him you possibly can give. Every detail, how he talked, acted, looked, everything. Uh, you figure he's your man, huh? I don't know, Mr. Williams. Until I get a better lead, I'll trail this one. <laughs> gave me Orwell's description. I sent it in to company headquarters along with a sample of earth from the Williams Ranch. Then I kept checking. Yeah, here and there, Orwell had been seen. Got in a poker game, lost some money, picked up a few dollars doing odd jobs, but always moving westward toward Carson County and the scene of the murders. Meantime, I put in a call for Captain Travis through our Amarillo radio, KTXE. He was out, but an hour later, he came through. Unit 3, Unit 10. Unit 3 to Unit 10. Unit 10 to Unit 3. Unit 10 in Gray County, outside of Lafers. Anything for Unit 10? Just learned samples of earth from Williams Ranch and murder scene established identical. Your description of suspect sent out on all points bulletin, but suspect may be across border by now. Unit 10 believes suspect still in state. Why Unit 10? When suspect left Williams Ranch, he had his pay. Didn't keep it long. Evidence indicates suspect a drifter. Probably thinks he's safe by now and won't move fast. Highway patrols and ranger units near borders alerted. Suspect's previous travel habits indicate he stays to back trails. Uh, which direction you moving, Unit 10? Unit 10 moving west toward Carson County. We'll keep Unit 3 informed. Unit 10, 10-4. <laughs> every farm, traveling by radio car when I could and on horse when I had to leave the highways. Once or twice, I got a dim lead on Orwell, but he was like Quicksilver. He kept moving. The more he did, the more I was convinced he was the killer. And then I just got over into Carson County when Captain Travis contacted me by radio. Unit 3 to Unit 10. Unit 3 to Unit 10. Unit 10 to Unit 3. Go ahead, Unit 3. Another lead on Carson County suspect. This one's still smoking, just came in. Here it is, Unit 10. A man answering suspect's description reported seen near Pelly Ranch up near Amarillo. We'll investigate. Unit 10, 
covered the 60-odd miles to the Pelly Ranch near Amarillo in something less than an hour. Got in touch with the foreman and told him what I wanted, but he told me... Got no hand named Orwell, Ranger? Sure? Darn sure. And you described a poke named Martin. Well, that doesn't mean a thing. Probably a phony name. Well, sure, could be. What do you want to do about it? Where is this Martin? Riding fence, north of here. I want to get to him. You're not in your car. I got a horse. You'll need it. But look here. If this guy's what you say, he ain't going to stay long in one place. Hands got paid off yesterday, and Martin's headed for the north fence early this morning. Where'd he start from? I can show you. Come on. You see, this Orwell was riding a sorrel. That's what he left the Williams Ranch on. Well, this Martin's riding a black. Man can change horses as well as his name. Sure. You see him start out this morning? Yep, rode as far as the edge of the corral with me. I'd tell him when I want it done. That'll help some. Looks like it'll be a trailing job. Yes, guess so. Well, here's where he started from. Big mess of tracks here. I'm telling which one's Martin's horse. But do you ride off alone? Uh-huh, straight north, heading for the bench. Well... Thanks a lot. I'll see if I can pick him up. I rode for two hours, cutting back and forth in an arc trying to pick up the trail. And then I got a break. Someone had pulled up at a stream to watery's horse, and there were boot tracks in the soft earth around the stream. A cigarette butt that hadn't been smoked too long before. Paper was still fresh. The horse's tracks didn't go north from there. They turned off due west and kept along the bank of the stream. Looked like Orwell or Martin was keeping close to water. That meant he wasn't going to ride any north fence, but was heading for the border of New Mexico. He wanted good camping spots handy. Well, it looked like Martin was my man. But I didn't know for sure. It was late afternoon when I spotted him, riding up ahead well off the Pelly Ranch. I put my badge away and my guns under my shirt and caught up with him. I've been, been trying to find you. What for, mister? Boss sent me out. Boss? Sure, back at Pelly's. Looking for me? Yeah, looking for you. Why? What for? Seems like there's a big break in the north fence. Stock's getting through. That all? Well, you're a long way from the north fence, and it seems to me you're riding the wrong way. Seems to me it's none of your business, mister. I thought you were working for Pelly. Nope. How come? Quit. Yeah? You tell Pelly? Nope. Just took a look at the fence. Too much of it for me. Uh, he wasn't working for Pelly when I left. Just got took on this morning. Oh. Well, you go fix a fence. I'm going my way. Huh? I told you, I'm going my way. <laughs> no harm if I ride a piece with you, is there? Ain't asked you to. Unsociable, ain't you? Nosy, ain't you? No, just friendly. Oh, look, I don't want anybody riding with me. Now, get on your way, we're gonna have trouble. Funny, I 
I keep looking at you thinking I've seen you before. Well, you ain't. Could have swore I saw you in Carson County. Never was there. Seems like I saw you. You must have worked there. Never was there, I said. Okay, okay. A man can make a mistake, can he? Now get on your way. <laughs> Something funny, mister? Yeah, <laughs> just thinking. Boss sends me out to find you, and here you are dusting off. Here I am feeling the same way. I ain't anxious to work either. No? How come? I thought you was just took on. Yeah, yeah, but changed my mind. I got enough money. Oh? You? Sure. Ran into a little crap game. Kind of ran in luck. That's so? Yeah. Couldn't make a wrong throw. Kept bobbing sevens, elevens, one right after the other. A man gets in luck, he can make a kill. Yeah, 500? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't feel much like working. Uh, thought maybe I'd hit for New Mexico. Maybe go as far as California. I thought so myself. Yeah, okay, you want to ride with me? Okay by me. Well, I like good company myself. Especially when I got to camp out. You want my saddlebags, Martin? Well, I, I thought you were sleeping. No, don't reach for it, Martin. I'll blow your head off. Well, what are you getting head up about? Man starts to go through my saddlebags while I'm sleeping? Well, there's no need for that gun. I was just looking for cigarettes. Yeah? Sure, that's all. <laughs> what else? You tell me. <laughs> Suspicious like, ain't you? Call it careful. <laughs> sure, sure. You got a cigarette? Some packs in my saddlebags. Uh, don't mind me nosing around them now, huh? Not while I'm looking. Okay. Cigarettes wrapped up in a piece of old blanket. This bag. Other one. This it. Yeah, that's it. Wrapped up in that. <laughs> what do you got in here? Feels like a ton of iron. Might be. Unroll the blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Recognize that flat iron Orwell? You Orwell got himself between me and my horse. He slapped it hard, and the horse jumped toward me. I rolled over and away when Orwell fired again. And then he was gone. The wait till morning was to give him a ticket to freedom. I trailed him on foot. And for over an hour, we played cat and mouse in the stillness of the country. And then I came to a little arroyo. not going to get away, Orwell. Come out with your hands in the air, Orwell. Hear me? Okay, I'm coming in after you.
Toss your gun out, Orwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gun flashes make good targets in the dark, Orwell. Uh, how come you know my name? Found it out. Still say you've never been in Carson County? What it... Who are you? Jace Pearson, Texas Rangers. There ain't, there ain't nothing you got on me. Nothing. I think there is, Orwell. You gave yourself away when you saw the flat iron. The flat iron that killed a man, his wife, and a little kid. Okay, we better get going. The case was closed when Orwell broke down and confessed. Not long after, he went to the electric chair at Huntsville. have just heard an authentic reenactment of the case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tonight's script was written by Russell Hughes and produced by Stacy Keach. Next week, the National Broadcasting Company will bring you another case from the records of the oldest law enforcement body in North America, the Texas Rangers. Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001STORIES at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Wheaties presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. On stage tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another in the Wheaties big parade of exciting half hour presentations. Tales 
Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, The White Elephant. It is January 16th, 1950. The time, 6.28 p.m. A freight train just outside of a West Texas town gains speed and rolls through the gathering dusk. Inside a gondola car, a hobo crouches in a corner as the brakeman comes toward him. All right, Bo, this is where you get off. Now, listen, pal, just let me get to the next town. I just, just... I said this is where you get off. <laughs> but we're moving. Yeah, I... you get on where we was moving, you can get off. Now, come on or I'll dust the top of your head. Now, listen, don't, don't, don't do it, I tell get you. Get on don't... your Please. feet like this. Now, let, let go. No, you let want to get off, go, huh? you. of the Texas Rangers will continue in just a moment. You take a nice, ripe, plump kernel of wheat, and you roll it out flat, and you toast it a little. And what have you got? A wheaty. Do that over and over and over again. Do that enough times. And pretty soon, you have a whole bowl full of wheaties, and you can sit down to breakfast. Now, of course, you and I know not many people go to all that work to get their breakfast wheaties. They just tip up that big Wheaties box and let those crisp little flakes tumble into the bowl. And you know what? When you do that, you get the very same 100% whole wheat goodness and energy that you'd get if you rolled out your own Wheaties flakes kernel by kernel. And the best tip I can give you is to tip the Wheaties into your own bowl first thing in the morning and see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. At 2.55 a.m. of the morning following the freight train incident, a rancher named Banker noticed a small coupe parked on the shoulder of the road. It bore Oklahoma license plates. Banker turned his spotlight on the car, saw a man slumped down on the driver's seat. A half hour later, Sheriff Caldwell, notified by Banker, began investigation of the murder and called in the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. And a few hours later, Pearson, Banker, and Sheriff Caldwell stood at the scene. Pearson listened to Banker. It was just about three this morning when I saw it, Ranger. How come you were driving along this road that late? I've been to a rancher's meeting in Almira's. I was going to spend the night there and change my mind. Mm -hmm. 
Did you take this road when you left for Almeras? Yes, sir. What time? Uh, yesterday morning, about uh, 7, 7.30. And then this car came here sometime between 7.30 yesterday morning and 3 this morning. I guess so. You never saw the dead man before, huh? Was first time I laid eyes on him. All right, Mr. Panker, you can go. If you need me, I'll be home. No identification on the body at all, huh, Sheriff? Nothing in the pockets. Picked clean as a whistle. Anybody else been around the car? Nope. Deputy kept his eyes on it. Car's facing west. Going west when it was stopped. Tire tracks on the shoulder tell that. Mm -hmm. Blood on the seat. Yep. 38 bullet done it. 38? Might be a police special. Banker got one? Banker, but... Uh, but... Just ask him. For now. You see, I... You see something? Look here, Sheriff. Huh? Set of tracks leading up to the car. Ordinary shoes, not boots. Heel marks are too broad for boots. Yeah, looks like it. Look at this one. Sole print with a hole in it. Now look. The prints lead from that way, north, up to the car. A little scuffle. Then the prints turn back north. Mm -hmm. In other words, Sheriff, somebody walked up to the car, stood there, then turned and went back north. Oh, and here's something else. Grease. Looks like grease. Smeared on the car door. Same side footprints are on Grease might be from the car. Oh, looks too stiff and heavy for that. Yeah. What about it coming from a freight train, Jace? Why? Well, there's tracks about a mile north of here. Freights use a side and a pull-on when passengers got to pass. Hmm. Maybe it all ties in, Sheriff. A shoe with a hole in it, grease, freight siding. Yeah, might be worth going after. Where do we start? Here at the car first. I'm going to check it over inch by inch. Meantime, you get hold of a freight schedule. I'll meet you at your office. <laughs> When I checked the car inside and out, I found a few things that were interesting and a little puzzling. I sent a sample of grease to the laboratory for analysis and took plaster casts of the footprints. Then went on to Sheriff Caldwell's office. He had the information I'd requested. Here it is, Jace. Schedule of freights went through yesterday. How many? Three of them. We can check those, all right. Of course, we might be sending the dogs up the wrong tree. Looks like a hobo to me. Yeah. Let me see the dead man's fingerprints. Sure, here you are. Oh, these match with some of the prints in the car, see? Closed Delta. Yeah. Uh, how about those others you got? Picked these up on the door that had the grease on it. Smeared all over. A couple clear enough to use, only... Only what, Jace? You know, there wasn't a single print on the steering wheel. Seems like the dead man's prints ought to be on it. Gloves? I didn't find any gloves on him, nor in the car. Yeah. You know, by the way, I got a call out if any hobo picked up or seen on those trains. Good. Oh, I found these tucked under the sun visor in front of the driver's seat. Gasoline receipts made out to Carl Thompson. Oh, that'll save a lot of checking. We'll forward the dead man's prints anyway. That steering wheel bothers me. Excuse me, Jace. Sheriff Caldwell. Yeah, good. Hold him. We'll be there as soon as we can make it. Something else, Jace. Brakeman in one of those freights we've been checking has a story. Some hobo slugged him and jumped. Okay, let's go. The brakeman took us to the approximate spot the hobo jumped off the freight. Sheriff Caldwell and I picked up the trail and followed it by horse. We hoped to apprehend the suspect before he could reach a town and lose himself and us. 
After six hours, we stopped. What's the matter, Jace? Tracks are different. Come here and take a look. Different? Yeah, look. The right print's a little deeper, favoring his left a little. Hurt himself, huh? Must have twisted his leg when he took the jump off the freight. Kept getting worse. Sat down here, smoked a cigarette. Here's the butt. He ain't going to make such good time with a bum leg. We've been traveling at a steady trot. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's get going. trail showed increased favoring of his left leg. His progress became slower. More and more often he stopped to rest and the trail became fresher and fresher. Evidence in the deserted shack showed suspect had rested there for quite a while. We picked up the trail again. We're getting close, Sheriff. How do you know? Notice something just now. Take a look at these prints. Hmm. Same as the ones we've been following. Not quite. Hole in the right shoe. It's not that. I'm talking about this anthill he crushed. Well, what about it? Quite a few of the prints had anthills in them, crushed and rebuilt. So? Ants start working on a new hill when the old one's been tramped down. This one's so fresh, they haven't had time to rebuild. Hey, that's right. He can't be far off. Yes, we better leave the horses tied up here, Sheriff, and start moving on foot. back and I kept questioning him, but he stuck to his story. I never was there. I didn't do it. Ever own a gun? 38 police special? I told you a hundred times. I never owned no kind of gun. How'd you take all that skin off your arm? I don't know. Fell, maybe. You got that while you were running away. When you jumped off the freight. After you slugged the brakeman. No, no. Grease on your jacket. How'd it get there? Yeah, maybe. Maybe off in the freight. Sure. That car we showed you. The one you said you'd never seen before. That's the truth. Is it? Hold up your right foot. What? Hold it up. Hold in the right shoe. What of it? Here's a plaster cast. Cast at the print of the scene of the murder. Take a good look. But I wasn't there, I tell you. Ever hear of fingerprints? Oh, sure. Here are yours. And here's a set found at the crime. They match. You still say you weren't there? I didn't kill nobody. Let me see your hands. When did you wash them last? I don't know. Maybe a couple of days ago. You know we can tell if you fired a gun. I never had no gun. Did you rob the man in the car? No, no. Look at me. You were there, weren't you? We can prove it. Well, all right. All right, I was there. But I didn't kill him. Why'd you lie? Well, I was scared. If you're innocent, you don't have to be scared. Look, Ranger, I, I got a couple of wraps, bag wraps. That all? Hey, sure, sure. We can check that, too. All right, all right. I got a couple of wraps for pinching stuff. Nothing big. Now, look. Tell me exactly what you did. Well, well, I, I come in off afraid. I was walking across when I seen the car. I figured it was funny, something funny. Why? Well, car parked like that. Then I walked over, seen the fella in there. He was dead. I beat it, hopped the freight. That all? You know what else, up to now. Did you get in the car at uh, all? No, sir, no, sir. Did you touch the body or take anything from I, it? I swear, Range, I didn't. Did you touch the steering wheel and then wipe it off? Well, wipe it? No, no, what for? Look, I tell you, I... Jace? Yeah, Sheriff. Come here, will you? Sure. 
You stay put. I got no place to go. Here's all the dope in the murdered man, Thompson. Come in just now. Carl Thompson, resident Tulsa, Oklahoma, traveling salesman for Prince Extract Company. This checked? Double. Tallies with the gasoline receipts. Mm -hmm. What about him? The hobo? Yeah. I think the only crime he committed was failure to report what he saw. His fingerprints were all over the outside of the one door of that car, none inside. Seems to me if he thought of cleaning up the inside, he'd have done the same outside. Yeah, looks like it. We'll give him the paraffin test anyway and see if he's fired a gun lately. And if he didn't? Start all over. And start with that clean steering wheel. In just a moment, we continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. I guess nobody gets much of a taste treat out of taking their calcium and iron and phosphorus or their vitamins straight. But you simply have to have all those things to keep feeling good. And you should have them first thing in the morning, too. Because morning's the time you do most of your big day's work. That's when you really need the energy. You see... Morning is the time when you really uh, should... Wait a minute, Frank. Uh, why don't you just tell them this? See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Why, you took the words right out of my mouth, of course. Wheaties at 7. Because Wheaties have all those vitamins and minerals. That's how Wheaties give you the zip it takes to feel eager and ready for anything all morning long. Whether you drive a truck or plow a field or if you're just plain busy with a multitude of household duties. And Wheaties do you another big favor. Wheaties wrap all those vitamins up in a wonderful, sunny, toasty, nut-like flavor that fairly hollers, give me some more. Wheaties are crisp. They're munchy. You know, fun to chew on. Taste as good going down as they make you feel when they get there. So do this, will you? Not for me, but for yourself. Hurry on down to the Wheaties tomorrow morning and just see for yourself how Wheaties at 7... Can help at 11. The result of the paraffin test was negative, but we held the hobo pending further investigation. I reported back to my captain, Stinson, at company headquarters. I told him I was pretty sure that the hobo story checked out. Yeah, it looks like it. But somebody killed Thompson. Killed him and then drove him in his own car to where that rancher spotted it. There wasn't anything on Thompson, huh? No money, no papers, only these. Gasoline charge account receipts. Somebody went to an awful lot of trouble to clean him, but they overlooked these. Mm-hmm. On top, this looks like a plain case of murder with robbery as the motive, but if that was it, why go to all the risk of being spotted in a car with Oklahoma plates? Why not just kill him and leave him? I don't know, Jace. What's your thinking? Well... Thompson was a traveling salesman, traveled a lot in a few days. Now, suppose the killer realized that with Thompson far enough away from the scene of the crime, we'd have a pretty tough time finding out just where the murder was committed. Yeah, that could be. But why? Well, maybe the killer couldn't leave the spot. So he did the next best thing, took Thompson's body away. And maybe it wasn't just robbery. Or well, what else? I don't know yet, but... I got some more checking to do. 
It'll take maybe a couple of hours, and then I might have some answers. Well, a couple of hours on the nose, Jace. You get anything new? Some more dope on Thompson, Captain. He never carried much money, never was known to have picked up a hitchhiker. And I got a pretty good idea of where he was killed. These gasoline receipts tell a fair story. Yeah? How? Well, this one, for example, dated the 15th day before he was killed. Made out in Bannon. He got 16 gallons of gas there. Oh, did you ever think somebody else might have been using his credit card? Yeah, but Thompson traveled that route pretty often. Chances are he was well known at the service stations. Yeah, that's right. Okay, go on. I ran a mileage test on his car. He got about 17 miles a gallon. Now, his tank holds 16. I did a little figuring. Just about enough gas was used to get him from Bannon to where his body was found. But he could have been killed anywhere between Bannon and where he was found dead. Sure, I know that. But it still looks like my next stop is Bannon. Howdy. Uh, how many? Whatever she'll take. Ah, uh, sure thing. You the owner here? Ah, uh, yes, sir. How long? Oh, a couple of years. You work alone? Well, nights, yeah. Take a look at this, will you? Oh, one of my receipts. Credit card stuff. You know this Carl Thompson? Yeah, see him ever, oh, four or five months. When did you see Thompson last? Well, the evening he bought that gas. Why, anything wrong, Ranger? Was Thompson alone that evening? I, yeah. I never remember him ever having anybody alone. What else do you remember about that evening? Oh, one of the worst sleet storms we ever had. Hit like oh, a... Oh, it'd be tough for him to drive then, huh? Oh, sure. Hey, um, he was asking about some place to stay. He never stayed in Bannon before? I don't know. Leastways, he didn't know much about the places. I told him to try the hotel. He said it was full up. He said the motels were jam-packed. The lousy weather... You know where he went? Said he was going to try and find a place along the highway. Why, anything wrong? Plenty. Here's for the gas. I might come back and ask you some more questions. Thanks. I began a check of every possible place Thompson might have stayed that night, but I drew one blank after another. Then I got a lead at a motel on the outskirts of Bannon. Sure, Ranger, I remember that night. Sleep was an inch thick. We was full up here, but I sent him to a place down the highway, the Star Motel. Been closed and up for sale for quite a spell, but I heard it was opened up again. Star Motel. It was closed tight. Every cabin was locked, the windows boarded. There wasn't a soul around. I was just about to leave when I noticed something. The electricity must have been on somewhere in the place because the little wheel under the dials of the meter was spinning. It was enough to send me back into town to ask a few more questions. Now, uh, let me see, Ranger. 
Storm old toast. Uh, yes, sir. Here's what we want right here. Uh-huh. Are these all the electricity bills? Yes, sir. Let me see. Up to three months ago, the bills were just for meter installation, minimum service charge. That's right, Ranger. But for the last three months, four seventy-five, three eighty-nine, five sixty. Hmm. Kind of funny, isn't it? The place is closed, but for the last three months, the bills have averaged over four dollars a month. Didn't that seem peculiar to you? Well, Ranger, we, we just sure, sure, I know. Now, can you give me the name of the person to whom these bills were sent? Get it for you right away. Why, yes, Ranger, Mr. Carlson's here. I believe he's on the phone right now, but if you come in... Thank you, ma'am. You Mrs. Carlson? Yes. I hope I'm not bothering you any, Miss Carlson. Not at all, Ranger. My husband's here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I see. Well, I think that could be arranged. Yeah, sure. Tell you what, I'll come out a little later. I'll bring the client with me. Sure. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. Andy, this is Ranger Pearson. Oh, hello. Sorry to barge in like this, Mr. Carlson, but I got a few questions. Questions? Sure, what about? You own the Star Motel, don't you? Yes, I do. Star Motel? Oh, that white elephant. White elephant? <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of it for two years. Why? Well, like Betsy said, it ain't been worth a hoot since the new highway went in two years ago. Only half the traffic that used to pass it. It hasn't been used for two years? Well, I guess I didn't mean exactly that. What did you mean? I tried to keep it going for a year after the highway went through, but couldn't rent enough rooms. It wasn't worth trying to save. You got the keys to it? Keys? Oh, sure. Is something wrong, Ranger? Might be, ma'am. Can you take me through the motel, Mr. Carlson? Anytime. Right now, suit you? Couldn't be better. Let's go. I ain't been out here for close on three or four weeks. Did you go through the cabins then? Oh, just take a look, see. Kids sometimes fool around. That's why I boarded up the windows. Want to take a look in the office? Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Kelsey. Sure. Nothing in here, Ranger? Nope, there's not. Anything in particular you're looking for? Yeah. You have this floor washed lately? Oh, heck no. Ain't no use paying for something like that. It's been washed recently. Huh? But why? How do you know? Scrubbing wood with hot water always raises the grain. And hot water isn't as good as cold to wash out blood stains. Blood? Blood? Reach! Oh, yeah. What's the matter? Get away from the guns, Ranger. Hold you. Sit down. Go on. Hey! Hey! Come on! What the devil is this? Who are you fellas? My guess is a couple of men I want for murder, Mr. Kelson. Murder? Just get the telephone wire. Everything okay? Yeah, push that guy. Me? Why? I never carry a gun. Well, we'll just make sure. Yeah, he's clean. All right, now strip the ranger's gun belt. Wait a minute. You got the drop on me. Maybe I'd have to be a fool to draw. But if you don't want me to be a fool, don't touch these guns. You try and take them off me and I'll go down using them. And I might get lucky. All right, Locke. Let him alone. He's too smart to start anything. 
Go get the panel truck out and start loading our stuff fast. Well, what about them? We can lock them in. Fix their car so they can't get out of here for a while after we leave. If they try to come out while we're still here, we'll blast whatever door or window they try to come through. Get that, Ranger? I get it. Okay. I'll be outside, Chuck. So your name's Chuck, huh? Good as any. What are you and that other fellow doing in my place? Go ahead, Chuck. Tell him. Some other time, friend. Now you two listen. Because I ain't going to say this twice. Try to bust out before you hear us drive off and you'll get it good. Now stay put. They got us locked in. Yeah. Oh, don't go near that window. You heard what he said. It'll crack in the boarding. I'm just taking a look. What are they doing? Come here and take a look for yourself. Oh, I should have watched the place more. I, I never knew anyone was using it. And used plenty. Look what they're taking out. Furs. All kinds of stuff. It's beginning to make sense. Closed down motel made a nice storage bin for stolen unsmuggled goods till they could run it to the markets. Oh, they'll get away. You you said there was a murder. Take it easy, Mr. Carlson. We'll get them. Oh, they'll be across the border in a half an hour before we could even reach a phone. Maybe you better take a chance and get shot down in cold blood. No. But we'll get them all right. Know why, Mr. Carlson? Why? <laughs> because you'll help. with a quick headlock and then got one arm up behind him and applied pressure so I could keep him still while I had a free hand. I reached into his jacket and found what I was looking for under his shoulder. Then I pushed him. Are you crazy? He almost broke my arm. Shut up, Calson. Don't you think I saw this gun bulging under your coat and they deliberately missed it when they frisked you? You played it real smart, almost. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. This gun and the electric bills. You paid them. Paid bills that were being run up in a place that was supposed to be shut down. Seemed kind of funny you never complained to the power company. So what? Well, you so you got a phone call from your friends out there. They tipped you because they saw me nosing around here earlier, right? No. Okay. Okay, take a look out there. They're almost finished. In a couple of minutes, they'll be gone. In half an hour, they'll be over the border. How about you? You want to stick back here and face a murder charge? There's nothing you can prove. There's plenty we can prove, Calson. And you're holding the bag. You'll have a tough time explaining those electric bills and them missing your gun. I didn't kill that man. Did this Chuck do it? Yeah, yeah, that salesman come in. The show was going on. Chuck killed him, then drove him away. All right. Now listen real careful to me. I'm going to fire this gun of yours. Then you hammer on the door and holler for him. Get it? What do you want to Just do Just listen. When they come up, tell them you had to kill me. Tell them to open the door. Then Mr. Kelson step back and out of the way fast. They'll be gone in a minute. Make up your mind. All right. Go ahead. I'll do it. Any funny tricks and you get it first. Now. Ready? Turn that door and holler. Chuck! Lark! Give me a fast! Open the door! Now, when it's open, step back! What's the matter? Carlson! Open the door! I had to kill him! He was making a break for it! Did you just knock him out? Reach! Both of them! Hey, what's the big idea? Why, you... back for him later, Calson. Meantime, let you and me get back to town. I got you a deal for this white elephant motel. You can trade it for a jail cell.
And now, here is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin. All right, sound effects man, ring the alarm clock. Yeah, I used to groan, too, when I heard that sound. But one morning I said to myself, Now look, Martin, you gotta get up. Why fight it? Think about something pleasant. And right away I thought, Wheaties. That's about the pleasantest thinking a man can do. Why, when you figure you can sit down to a bowl of good, crisp Wheaties and then feel like tackling the world, when you know a bowl of Wheaties and milk and fruit can help you work good because you feel good, why, it almost makes you want to shake hands with your alarm clock. And when you hear it come morning, roll out happy, reach for the big orange and blue box, and see how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of The Texas Rangers. will soon be seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Trim. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Paul McVeigh, Lou Krugman, Jeff Corey, Robert Bruce, Byron Kane, and Jeanette Nolan. This story was transcribed and adapted by Russell Hughes. The program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. And this is Hal Gibney speaking. This is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen Monday night to Frank Lovejoy in Nightbeat on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Listen tomorrow for the Summer Symphony. Now it's Basin Street time on NBC. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.